Thank you so much for joining us on Super Bracket Bros. My name is Jay, your host and your personal bracketologist. And as always, sitting across from me, I have Elias Stokes, your demigod. How you doing today, Eli? Oh, you know, uh, I was thinking about uh, grappling the sun and dragging it across the sky. Might uh, pull some oceans out of the water. You know, just the typical, you know, demigod stuff. And then break out into song. Mm, naturally uh so i'm kind of curious is that because you want people to like you or out of the goodness of your heart oh this is the cast on my enemies oh okay <laughs> so so not neither <laughs> no this is like purely like i've defeated and i must sing <laughs> you know it's a victory I, I'm, I'm really happy you you found your calling as a demigod um but uh so are you gonna are you gonna get the tattoos too? you know the whole the whole get up the i you really seem like a tribal tattoo kind of guy oh 100 percent tribal tattoos i'm getting all tribal from the um from the jersey shore tribe <laughs> the, your 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 home clan <laughs> my authentic jersey shore tribal tattoos <laughs> from the top of your bald ass head to the bottom of your feet <laughs> yeah it's a rite of passage including a spray on tan when i'm 14 <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for joining us on Super Bracket Bros. Uh, this is the podcast where we have taken 32 fictional characters, put them in a tournament against each other to see just who is the best of the best. And today, it's just us. It's just me and Eli. I, I know. Do you hear that? I, do you hear that? It's an echo. <laughs> the emptiness in the room. It's reverberating. I almost don't know how to like do this. It's been so long since it's just been the two of us. I know it kind of makes me hate you more. Aww. I, I don't have I don't have another person to like hold back from. You know, like I, I don't have to like <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to like hold back anymore. Like it's just you and so like I feel like this episode could get a little messy because of that. I'm so happy I can, you know, help you let out your emotions. <laughs> Mm. really come full circle you know what i mean yeah uh yes eli the demigod and the therapist i really appreciate that <laughs> uh but today on super bracket bros we are discussing a three seed versus a six seed and we are moving into we are entering the northern region of the round of 32 and we are going to be discussing the three seed maui from the movie moana going up against the six seed 11 from the stranger things netflix series but yeah, we are going to be breaking down that fight shortly. We're going to be discussing the outcome of those fighters. But first, let's break these characters down, what they're all about, where they come from, and what we like or dislike about them, and then uh, we will get into the fight. So, um, actually, it's a 3 vs 6, and we're in a new region, so we have a special segment to discuss. I almost forgot, Eli. Oh, how could you forget? <laughs> I say as I might have forgotten to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, on Super Bracket Bros, we are periodically checking in on the uh, Super Bracket Bros house, uh, we're calling it. It's basically uh, a sort of, if you've ever seen the uh, hit drama reality TV show Big Brother uh, we're sort of imagining a house similar to that for all the losers of our show to go live in during the duration of the rest <laughs> of this tournament. 
And so now we're sitting at um, 13, 12 weeks. So it's been about four, um, no, about three months that um, some of these characters have been hanging out in this house. So uh, let's uh, let's check in with them, see how those interactions are going, and then we'll get into the main show here. So, well, this is a fun fun fact. We're actually on our fourth house. It keeps getting burnt down. <laughs> it keeps destroyed. getting absolutely demolished. <laughs> Just a, just a reminder what we have. Let's go in order here. We have Brooke, Mega Man, Gares Vicarian, Katara, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Scarlet, Hermione Granger, Geralt of Rivia, Bumblebee, Dash and Violet Parr, Beast Boy, and Azula. All hanging out in the same house together. Where do we want to start with this? Well, I think the big elephant in the room is when Azula walks in and <laughs> sees Katara. <laughs> I was considering this as well. Um, <laughs> I think as soon as she walks in and Katara sees her, they both have a stare that has a very like palpable awkwardness. Everybody sort of just stops what they're doing and goes... Oh, oh, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know maybe they're all they're all in a living space area, and and Katara is like in the kitchen, like making something up, and she's the only one not looking at the front door, and she like continues telling a story about her and Aang, you know, and all their great adventures, and you know maybe she's uh, she she's chatting up some of the the newer members, you know, she's talking to Violet off to the side, and then everyone else grows dead silent as Azula walks in the door and just is giving her the dirtiest, most awful look smirk ever. (laughs) Yeah, and says some, like, patented Azula, like, smarmy comment that just makes you hate her but love her at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, oh, you went out of the tournament first. Surprising. Like, just like... (laughs) Like, you still both went out in the first round, but she's still, like, just because her match was later, she went out later, so she's still going to hold it over Katara. And, like, you can tell, like, Azula's not over it. No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. Like, Like, she's probably got the eye twitch, her hair is not as, like, well done as it usually is. It's just like, I just had a poor matchup. I fought against a kid who was 10 aliens. (laughs) What was I supposed to do? All of a sudden... <laughs> and and then Garrus Garrus is just gonna look at her and be like, You think you got a rough matchup? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another uh so I think you're right. Katara and Violet, they probably hit it off. I feel like they have a lot of similarities. Who who does Dash? Do you think Dash hangs out with probably probably like Geralt? Well, I could right? see him like I could see him taking on a similar position, like like how we joked about, you know, Mega Man tagging along with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I see Dash also doing that, like just because he's going to be a pure fanboy. Like we joked about him fanboying over Lemillion, and now like I think he's just going to gravitate towards the most superhero-y members of the house and so like i think oh, that's... like he's also going to uh saddle up next to them oh i could okay can you see like falcon maybe giving him a ride <laughs> like on on the way oh that's so cute like he would totally do that wouldn't he yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely first he would you know sort of give him a condescending look and like are you you sure about this and then dash would like steal his like jetpack from his room and be like let's go okay <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no, I think I think Falcon is a good good role model for Dash. So mm-hmm. does anybody hang out in the garage with Bumblebee? I thought Mega Man, didn't we say? Well, we haven't talked about Bumblebee yet. That was the last time we talked about it was with um, uh, Caleb from Level Playing Field. We we mentioned that he would get his his garage home, but um... <laughs> no one knows he's there. Yeah, someone's like, "Hey, there's a new yellow beetle in the garage that wasn't there before." Yeah, exactly. Like all of, all of a sudden, like the garage is going to be occupied by this yellow beetle. What if Bumblebee only comes out or like only shows himself to like? just Mega Man and Mega Man like comes back in like guy there's a there's a bigger robot in there like look, they keep, come they look keep at walking in and just yep exactly it's just like no one believes him whatsoever <laughs> I actually can we swap Mega Man for Beast Boy in that scenario I think it's way funnier if people don't believe Beast Boy oh yeah that's true that's perfect <laughs> Yeah, he, Beast Boy's Beast Boy is going to be the one that drags in Mega Man. It's like, okay, you're a robot. You can talk to this robot. Prove to everybody I'm not crazy. This the, the tofu can't be happening again. Not again. And Meg, Mega Man gets really offended. He's like, just because I'm a robot, you assume I can talk to machines. <laughs> no, this is per- this is gonna be Beast Boy's arc for the season, <laughs> trying to prove Bumblebee's. Trying to prove that Bumblebee Not just exists. The car. <laughs> no one believes him. Oh, that's too good. That's too good. Uh, I think that marks all our, our new uh, n- new entrances. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, that, that was a good status update on the Super Bracket Bros house. But um, so let's move into these in, into these characters for for just a little bit here. So let's chat about Maui first, since he's our higher seed here. Uh, Maui, uh, obviously from the 2016 animated Disney film Moana, um, he is a demigod. I think that's how it's described in the film. Yeah. Yeah, I think like gods and goddesses in that universe, they're like a lot bigger, kind of like uh, Tafe. Tafiti, Taka, um, you know, they are like forces of nature where Maui is actually like humanoid. So I think he definitely doesn't seem on par of those, but I mean, he is extremely powerful. So I think demigod would be the the correct terminology. Yeah. So he's a demigod. He He's a, a shapeshifter, I would say, is his primary ability uh, besides his super strength. Uh, regularly, you see him lift up uh, like either whether it's Moana's raft or whether he's moving a boulder, like he's extremely powerful and he, you know, fights a a crab that's, you know, like 500 times his size or whatever. God, that's the worst part of the movie. Anyways. Um, <laughs> what? The, I, I, that was the best part for me. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm leaving that part in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, he is, uh, the, the demigod of this, the, this given universe. He is, you know, credited with bringing humans fire, bringing the islands up from the sea in order for them to live on, you know, like there is a, a whole mythos surrounding, uh, uh, Maui in this universe. You know, at first in the, in the movie, he sort of is more or less the antagonist, you know, he is the one that. Uh, as he was the one that stole the heart of Tefiti, which I guess it, I guess like civilization outside of Moana's island isn't really detailed, but you know it talks about this sort of great darkness that starts overtaking islands, and you know eventually moves to Moana's island, which triggers her to go out 
seek Maui in order to recover the heart of Tafiti and then get that back to Tafiti in order to uh, recover the world. So, but it, eventually, of course, in the movie, you know, he becomes a sort of good guy, sort of bad guy, you know, starts coming over to the good side, although you know resists it you know thanks to the spirit of the ocean and and things like that but you know maui interestingly you know looking back is you know inspired by an actual polynesian um sort of described as in 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 various subcultures it's either he's either described as a god or as more of a a folk hero it can kind of be anywhere in between but you know uh, whether it's you know hawaiian or or a different you know polynesian culture he's always sort of credited with you know giving fire to humans you know he's not really a god that is worshipped within uh within their pantheons but he's sort of a a trickster god you know if you're to look at uh an equivalent that that might be more familiar you know you think about loki almost yeah and it's interesting i mean yeah because we have difficult well sometimes it's like a god sometimes demigod sometimes a folk hero but i mean those i mean we're we're coming from with a western you know mindset versus like polynesian mindset like maybe you know, Maui takes the form of many of these across all these different islands and cultures. But it's it's interesting that the whole trickster persona still persists. You know, some mm-hmm. this this mythological figure who can't help but get his like fingers in the other people's business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely persists into the movie. Like re- reading about, you know, uh, I highly encourage you know to do your own research and and to learn about you know the actual. Uh, figure that is Maui in in Polynesian religion like that it's super interesting you know how much of that like carried over you know how much they took from actual um, you know real world you know especially you know considering you know talking about Greek mythology you talk about Hercules and how not I mean how pretty much how inaccurate all the gods in Hercules were like (laughs) (laughs) like and how much they were caricatures and you know i'm sure maui and moana is to the same degree you know i'm not exactly a a polynesian historian or anything like that but it's still uh, it's still interesting um but uh yeah uh and just a little other behind the scenes moana was directed by ron clements and john musker both longtime disney directors they've they've done a lot of things over there for them and of course voiced by none other than Dwayne the rock johnson and obviously everyone knows the rock but eli i was realizing today looking up just looking up Dwayne johnson like i didn't really i didn't i don't think i quite realized because he's like so mainstream that i don't think i realized just quite how big of a worldwide superstar that Dwayne johnson has actually become he's probably comparable to like you know arnold schwarzenegger um like a sylvester stallone but almost more broader more charismatic and like you can kind of understand what he's saying so yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good start yeah but but no like Dwayne like I almost can't call him Dwayne Johnson it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> but he but he but he's just I mean, he's such a perfect cast for this like larger this mythological figure because he's almost in himself like mythological in the current state of like the zeitgeist of cult pop culture because like when you see him it's like oh my god he's such a he's just so big <laughs> in personality <laughs> and size. Well, that's the thing. It's the charisma, right? Like, 
I, I don't care for the Fast and Furious movies, as I'm sure Eli cares for them even less, but... <laughs> we don't like family. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Super Bracket Bros approves of family. <laughs> we're, we're a family, family sponsored by families for families. <laughs> Super Bracket Bros. <laughs> no, but it's always a pleasure to see The Rock in those movies and just the, like, especially, like, watching Hobbs and Shaw. Like, it was definitely, like, a background movie, but every time The Rock was on screen, I was, I was like, I can get on board with this. Like, that it's okay now it's just it it almost makes me want to watch the skyscraper but (laughs) (laughs) well he has so many movies like an insane amount of movies and you know it i'd be very hard pressed to tell you the difference between a lot of them because like sometimes it's just hey uh (laughs) Dwayne, there's kevin hart do like a team-up movie but do it like four different times (laughs) you know (laughs) You know, he's just like, I mean, he's kind of an instant moneymaker. Just throw him in something and poof. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was something along the lines of the movies he starred in have made more than $10 billion worldwide. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you do you, man. You know, good for you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, well, that's why I'm so happy that for Moana specifically, they got such a big name actor who is actually of Polynesian descent. I think he's Samoan, if I'm uh, I believe, correct about that. Yeah, I believe so. I think he was born in uh, California, but um, his, his his heritage is, is Samoan. Yeah, so it's, it, I don't know, I just really love that Disney, you know, it was like perfect opportunity to have one of the biggest actors of a polynesian descent play you know the a larger than life character in their movie so and uh, you know to his credit i didn't think he could sing but he does a pretty good job the man can (laughs) sing i think like he he, maybe like he didn't even want to do the role until they told him that he could sing just to prove that he could do it he's just been waiting for the opportunity or no, or do you think Disney execs were just like, uh, Dwayne, I don't think you can do this. You're not too good at singing. He's like, you, uh, what? I can take it. Like, let me do it. Let me do it. Like, basically goading him. <laughs> Obviously, The Rock is fantastic. Uh, what were your thoughts about the, the movie in general? You know, where does it kind of, uh, where where does it sit in, in your, you know, sort of, not necessarily where does it exactly sit in your rankings, but, you know, is it, you know, on the on the top side? You know, what are your thoughts on Moana? I I really enjoyed it. It was it's one of those movies I really liked, but I wanted to like more. One of my big problems was actually um, the relationship between Moana and Maui because it's pretty it's established early on that this is all Maui's fault. Mm-hmm. Like her home village, like everything she's ever known is dying because of this guy. Moana's grandmother says like you got to get this guy to like fix his mistake, and you have to like drag him by the ear if you can. And when she gets there, they kind of have their, like, puffing chests moment of just, like, oh, I'm going to get through. Oh, I'm going to get through. But they don't really have much, like, antagonism after that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I just think the weight of, like, Maui's mistake wasn't amplified enough. Yeah. He's kind of just still just, like, jo- jolly, like, troublemaking, you know, ne'er-do-well. But it's not like, dude, you're, like, you really messed up. <laughs> yeah i know what you mean i think it definitely it fit the disney vibe but not necessarily i think like 
that's kind of a problem, you know, if you're going to talk about the an entire island starving to death <laughs> and put it in a <laughs> Disney movie, there's going to be some disconnect there. So, like it <laughs> it it makes sense, but yeah, I I certainly know what you mean. I think the point the like I I like this movie. I I like this movie quite a bit. Um I think I, I think it does a, a pretty good job with, with representation and I think especially, you know, like bringing forward to our attention, you know, a, a culture that hasn't really been tackled all that much. You know, obviously, you know, we're going to be talking about this again in three episodes when we talk about Lilo and Stitch. But, you know, that was really just the, the tip of the iceberg, I think, uh, as to the stories that you could tell within within Hawaii and, and more specific, I guess, more broadly, you know, Polynesian culture. And so it, I, I like that aspect of it a lot. And I think like I liked I liked the music of the movie. I thought it was pretty good. I think the everything in the land of monsters at the bottom of the ocean, I pretty much hate with every fiber of my being. <laughs> So well, you don't like Jermaine Clement, David Bowie crab? Absolutely not. Absolutely, I can't. I I cannot for the life of me really tell you why. I'm sure actually you would probably be able to more identify why I don't like it than I would be able to. But it's I just like through that whole section, like I just cringed. I like it. Just I think it just got too cheesy for me. It just like went way at pardon my pun, but way overboard. You know, like, but you know, like beyond that, like I, I liked a lot of it. There was one moment where, like, I think like it could have used one extra scene where Maui had an extra conversation with his conscience because he kind of leaves Moana hanging and then comes back for no reason at one point during the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so like, but overall, like, it still was an excellent movie. Like, I love everything Lin Manuel Miranda touches also so like that that also like has has a big part of it and i think this might be the only opportunity i have in the entire podcast to say that i liked him before everybody else because he was on two episodes of house and those are my two favorite episodes of one of my favorite shows so god suck it everybody but oh you just you just took your platform to do a hipster dunk oh my god you're goddamn right i did you know what? That that's me proving I'm a fucking millennial, Eli. <laughs> what starting a podcast and dunking on people with your hipster knowledge? Exactly. That I liked Lin Manuel Miranda before anybody else. So there. I wasn't surprised when Hamilton came out. Suck it. <laughs> Maui, shapeshifter, demigod of the wind and sea. I am one hero of, of men. Mo- what? It's actually Maui shapeshifter, demigod of the wind and sea, hero of men. I interrupted from the top, hero of men. Go. Uh, I am. Sorry, Mo- sorry, sorry, sorry. And women. Men and women. Both. All. Not a guy girl thing. I, you know, Maui is a hero to all. You're doing great. What? No, I'm here to. Oh, of course, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Maui always has time for his fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When you use a bird to write with, it's called tweeting. (laughs) (laughs) I know, not every day you get a chance to meet your hero. You are not my hero, and I'm not here so you can sign my oar. I'm here because you stole the heart of Tefiti, and you will board my boat, sail across the sea, and put it back. Um, (laughs) yeah. 
It almost sounded like you don't like me, which is impossible because I got stuck here for a thousand years trying to get the heart as a gift for you mortals so you could have the power to create life itself. Yeah. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. What? No, no, no. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Why would I ever say <laughs> okay, that? I okay. mean. <laughs> I see what's happening. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's move into our other characters. So we're going to flip to TV here, switching back to Netflix. We have Eleven from Stranger Things. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, Eli. Obviously, we haven't talked about Stranger Things before. So what is your experience with the show? I've only watched the first season. I've been meaning to watch the other two, um, though I've heard people say they're not as good as the first. The first, the first season of Stranger Things is almost just perfect television. Like, it is such an amazing story with such a great um, aesthetic. And, like, it is so painfully pandering to the 80s nostalgia, but it doesn't care. Like, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And um, part of that is, like, the kid actors. um, You know, that's where you found the Finn Wolfhards and and who we're going to be talking about, Millie uh, Bobby Brown. Um, I thought all the kid actors just absolutely nailed it and in stranger things and yeah i like it's just such a solid piece of media all around i think it it knows exactly what it wanted to do and it executed it perfectly yeah that's always my impression as well i've seen all three seasons i've i it, i definitely have like a little bit of netflix effect or like binging effect where like i i like i think i watched season one when season two came out and i watched season two and one when season three came out and so like i've only I watched season three a while ago, but like I have seen all of it and like season one, like knocked it out of the park. And then like season two, I think took a little bit of a dip for me, but I think season three was a, a return to form. I think it's just, it's very difficult to reach the height of the, the, the impact that season one, stranger things had, like it's hard not for everything after to sort of be riding that, cultural wave if you know what i mean so like i I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare the seasons given how good that first season was but yeah uh, i mean what what a great show and like i'm i'm glad we have the opportunity to talk about it but uh specifically talking about 11 um she the she was there from the beginning you know back when the show uh debuted back in 2016 um she's at the end of season three, she's 14 years old. Essentially, the gist of her powers is, is telekinesis is going to be the primary mode of attack for her. Uh, she's able to move objects, move people, um, and a, even at various points, you know, when the at the, the climax of these seasons, you know, able to pull off absolutely astonishing th- feats with her, just, just her mind alone. Um, and so, but yeah, she's, I would say the, I would say the primary protagonist of the series, right? No, yeah, I totally agree. I think Eleven is the protagonist of Stranger Things. I don't think you have a show without her because she's sort of the catalyst for a lot of the events that take place. And, like, I love seeing from the first season her arc, um, seeing her sort of become reintegrated into, norm, like, normalcy after having all these horrific things to, done to her was so interesting because, it, you know, everybody wants superpowers, but <laughs> you don't think <laughs> of what the cost is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree, you know, like, it, it's it's definitely, like, her and Mike, but, yeah, definitely Mike is there to, like, 
support her you know hopper is there to support her you know and 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 tackle this with her so let's see the series was created by the duffer brothers um who as far as i could tell you know didn't do anything super major before this it was mostly other generally creepy things um but uh back to 11 like she like like you mentioned before portrayed by millie bobby brown um at the age of 13, you know, when the first season came out, uh, she was one of the youngest people that was ever nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress. Um, and also noteworthy, I think, you know, as, as her as a person, um, she's the youngest person to be appointed a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. And she's the youngest person ever to be on the Times 100 Most Influential People list. And so it's sort of insane. <laughs> Oh yeah, like as soon as Stranger Things went like became a pop culture like tentpole, Millie Bobby Brown's name like skyrocketed. Like I you know um if you've seen the trailer for the new Enola Holmes movie mm-hmm. that she's starring in, she also produced that. Did she really? Yeah, like so she has so much sway for somebody so young and it's crazy. And I think it's the testament to just how great her performance is as this character. Cause you know, any like it's such a deceptively like easy thing to do because, Oh, you know, a very quiet, shy girl who's gone through some trauma, but Millie Bobby Brown really has a way of like dealing with the nuances of, you know, trying to figure out how to become, you know, normal, uh, quote unquote normal, like to get past all the trauma and, develop ways of like communicating that i think she really like it's crazy she did that so young i'm I'm honestly surprised that since the first season i think like she's done so much stranger things that she hasn't had a lot of time for other things but i'm surprised that she's only been in one movie like that seems wrong like (laughs) like (laughs) like like, i just feel like the name sounds so familiar and i know exactly who like who you're talking about when you say that name that like i should have seen her in like half a dozen other things by now so it'll be really interesting to see what she does going forward and especially you know i i I would assume that that's going to be a name that we're going to be hearing for a while (laughs) that's ridiculous why can't i just mow oh you've got to be shitting me yeah but okay what if we split it with what? Does that even make sense? Isn't this a nice surprise? What are you doing here? Shopping. This is her new style. What do you think? What's wrong with you? You know she's not allowed to be here. What is she, your little pet? Yeah. Am I your pet? What? No! And why do you treat me like garbage? What? You said Nana was sick. She is. She is. She is she, sick. Yeah, she's sick. sick. She's sick. She's super sick. That's why we're here, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're shopping. Not for us, but for her, for Nana. For Nana. Also, we're here to get a gift for you. We just couldn't find anything that suited you, and I only have, like, $3.50, so it's hard. Super hard. It's it's expensive. You lie. Why do you lie? I dump your ass. 
Okay, we are going to be moving into the fight now. Um, so just a quick layout, the, the quick outline of, of the fight, um, just to let everybody know, it's a fight to incapacitation, uh, whether it be death, trapping, unconscious, or forcible battlefield removal. Uh, it's important to note that we take these characters as they are, morals, ethics, and everything included, except they do have to fight. They cannot talk their way out of these scenarios. Um, and more on the technical side, they know they're getting into the fight so they they we suck them out of their universes through portals into a third separate universe and they they know they're getting into a fight into a tournament um and so we have to determine that third separate universe don't we eli yeah so we have 100 uh 100 historical fictional and everything in between locations that we are selecting from for each each of these fights and we are going to spin our random number generator to see where we are headed today And we are headed to the kingdom of Hyrule, Eli. Ooh. Yeah, we are headed to specifically the Hyrule Castle from Breath of the Wild. Interesting. So uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's a castle, right? Like, I don't think there's a, too much other than that that we need to know. It feels like a castle-ass castle. You know what I mean? Like, there is no other castle that's going to be more, like, European. Let's say this is taking place just inside the the foyer of the castle uh so sort of you know, a, a typical castle affair you know maybe this is pre you know link defeating ganon so there are these you know giant bubbles of black ichor uh covering or, or sort of creeping over the walls you know sort of the, these black vines everywhere um but <laughs> Ma Ma Maui's like, oh man, did I steal a heart here too? I don't remember doing that. <laughs> like, no, I put the heart back. This isn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> oh, Moana's going to be so pissed. And then he's going to sing a song about it for sure. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for this. Like, as soon as we came up with, we introduced Maui, we were just been waiting to have the fucking musical jokes. <laughs> he's, he's like our first musical character, is he not? Uh, I mean, Elsa, last season. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we did the same shit. We did too. the same <laughs> dumbass shit, Eli. <laughs> So why, this is why we need guests on the show to keep us accountable, so we don't say as many dumb things. So <laughs> keep us in check. <laughs> um, but we are pulling Maui away from you know whatever leisurely island he's hanging out on, and pull Eleven out of Hawkins, Indiana, and into a Hyrule Castle. What is? Uh, how does this break off? You know, Eleven is a very nonplussed individual. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She doesn't get phased. I mean, she's seen some shit, so, like, this probably isn't too crazy for her. Yeah, I know Maui's, like, created the universe or, like, whatever, but also Eleven's seen some real shit, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and this is just so funny as she's walking up, you know, very taciturn, like, you know, just being Eleven, just awkwardly walking up to this behemoth brick shit house of a man and he's just like all right little girl prepare yourself and just break out into song and dance <laughs> he, he's definitely like not gonna go for it right away like i i would assume that 11 is going to get the advantage here like i i would say right off the bat like if he's not if he's not ready to get like 
psychically blasted by her, like he is going to go flying. What what does this look like? Is it like a force push that Eleven does? I know it's a general like we talked about Mewtwo, and is it is that sort of a similar situation like telekinetic wise? I would say it's pretty similar. Like she you know has to concentrate. She holds up her arm, and then like she can she can hold people in places like it, it, like in season one where she holds the demigorgon up against the wall, and then like slowly like is able to disintegrate it. And mm-hmm. like she is able to kill human beings essentially with the flick of a wrist, you know, able to snap their necks. So it's sort of it, it's it, it is pretty Mewtwo like, honestly. If that if you want to use that as your frame of reference, it's a good thing Maui doesn't have a neck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell if that's rude or not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I do love the image of just a little girl like raising her hand and start shaking at Maui and Maui just like stops mid dance like oh what is what are you doing that's that's weird mm-hmm. <laughs> he just I can't move <laughs> I so here here's the thing I think Eleven has the offensive capability to like push and to move Maui I think when Maui resists or concentrates or you know like I could see him like using his hook to like plunge it into the ground to like maintain his footing when he needs to i i guess like it you know there's not really i mean like Eleven's telekinesis like has done some incredibly powerful things in the stranger things universe but it's always directly tied to the upside down you know it's it's she is able to like block off the wormhole to the upside down to like block off the mind flare at the end of season two. And, you know, during season three, she's able to use her same powers, but I think it's because of like her connection to the upside down. And so like, I I don't see her being able to do much more than what she's able to do to like, say the Demogorgon or to a typical human you know, to Maui. We talked about this before in more of these like low key universes, like, oh, a character is super powerful, you know, in their sphere, but you know, it's not, they're like the most powerful thing versus when they come into an even playing ground. It's like, oh God, like this isn't what I'm used to. So yeah, 11 was probably going to be like, all right, do my thing, do my telekinetic thing and be like, oh God, he's moving. Why is he moving? He's not supposed to do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I see him like, like he gets pushed back and like she keeps pushing him against the wall and then he's able to like get a hand free and like get a hook into it. Or I mean, he could also transform at this point too. Like he turns into a hawk and that, you know, could possibly throw her off and and he gets a moment to be able to escape and, and to maneuver around inside the castle too. Yeah, I I think um I I think eleven you know like I, I think you know there's a reason Maui was the number three seed you know it's because of his durability you know I think what she was able to do to a typical human I don't think she'd be able to do to Maui like I don't think she'd be able to like break any of his bones you know like there's uh, all the things that we saw him endure in Moana you know specifically you know in that. In, in the um in the shiny sequence you know like he gets tossed around by a crab that almost is certainly many many times stronger than he is and he and he survives all of that yeah and it's like i mean we are talking about a demigod like the legends of him pulling the sun and islands probably aren't that far-fetched you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly so, like i'm sure like it it is 
I I don't want to consider those facts. I think it is legend, you know. But like, I, I assuredly, you know, like he has enough enough strength to, you know, like I think to 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 take hits from I, I the biggest thing is the durability we've seen him take so many huge hits from godlike creatures in his universe you know that i think like 11 has taken on you know the mind flare you know the so and so like so, the the god so to speak of the upside down but i think it's because of her connection you know i don't think it necessarily translates to you know, like her to like the the same strength she showed against the mind flare i don't think she she doesn't have that same strength against um outside of her universe so hypothetical uh, so i think she'll be able to maybe slow down maui for a bit but i don't think just pure telekinesis is going to like get the better of him do you see her like does she have the capacity to throw you know boulders or you know objects at her opponent well, that was the thing that I was considering is I think a I, I think a and this is the same with a lot of our lower seeds. I don't think a direct attack would be useful or or would be effective. I the the thing that I could see is if she starts, you know, like I I think she could possibly have the power to bring the room down on itself, you know, to possibly start bringing the castle in and and try to and try to um and try to tap to and try to trap maui in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. so i that's that that's the avenue of of winning that i see for 11 um but i we haven't even really touched on the the capabilities of of maui here either yeah i think i think because it was we've we've had so many fights like this where we try to figure out how one opponent can win when the other opponent has a very easy solution, just hitting, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, there's nothing in the Stranger Things universe in all three seasons that makes me believe that Eleven herself, like her body, could has any more durability than a 14-year-old girl, right? <laughs> And, like, we don't see Maui, you know, punch Moana or something, so we don't have really a point of reference. Yeah, exactly. Like, the the only thing we have is, like, he's able to move, like, move boulders. He's able to, like, theoretically move islands, you know. Like, it would only take the the lightest punch from Maui or just like, uses the hook to sweep the legs, and and I think it would put 11 unconscious well like look how swole he is he could poke her exactly like, he, he could poke us and we'd probably like de- oh 100 percent. yeah absolutely <laughs> so yeah i think this this is such an interesting matchup of brawn versus you know brain power essentially and the question is you know we haven't really talked about um, 11 has just insane amounts of uh telekinetic power but she you know you see the nosebleeds the universal mm-hmm. sign for somebody is straining. You know, she can only exert so much power before she kind of, you know, goes goes kaput, so Taps to speak. Taps out, yeah. Yeah, I think, and like Maui, we have no real reference for him, like, losing stamina. I think the only time he we see him exert himself is in the climax of the movie when, like, he's, he's flying and flying around and trying to avoid uh, uh, lava hits from Taka. So, you know, they're... 
and 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 the hook itself is you know a legendary weapon that is extremely durable that was only damaged by the attack of a god so like i i i think you know if she's able to separate the hook from him you know that that could be something as well but you know, like he still has the strength. He still has the abilities. He just the 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 only thing the hook gives him is range and the ability to transform, which I I don't think is necessarily going to be a huge factor in this battle. Like Maui obviously loves his hook, but I think it's maybe not window dressing, but I think Maui is pretty capable by himself. I don't think he's like a character who's lives and dies by his weapon you know what i mean like it's nice for him to have that but you know when the stakes are down or when the stakes are high and he doesn't have it i wouldn't you know count him out of it if he just if 11 just took the fish hook out of the equation you know what i mean yeah i agree i think the last thing i kind of want to bring up here is do you think there is anything to consider with maui's overconfidence yeah, I mean, we saw, like, I don't want to say Maui has the best mental fortitude. Like, when he gets deflated, like, when his charisma bubble gets poked, he pretty he falls down pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that that is a good point. Like, I, if, I mean, like, if she was able to, if if she could break the hook, like, it would just totally, like, deflate Maui. He, like, he'd be totally fine with her just, like, climbing over top of him as he lays on the ground and claiming to be the winner like (laughs) that is such an adorable image of just this mountain of a man on the ground like just done with life and yeah pouting and 11 climbing on his massive muscles and going i win yeah just putting her arm up in the air just like (laughs) like (laughs) yeah well, well let's see like your welcome is two minutes and forty eight seconds long. Can eleven defeat him in that time? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think as she's dealing blows, he's still singing? <laughs> like as he's pressed up against the wall, he's just like, uh, "You're welcome." Well, if if Moana hadn't taken a beat and just like taken the oar and just started like trying to beat the crap out of Maui, I think he would have kept trucking along. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the moment I think the moment in the song, what is it? He says something about like you can't stop you can't stop Maui while he's on a breakaway. And like I think at that point he would just like run towards eleven and just like <laughs> like football tackler and just be done with it at that point and then keep singing. <laughs> oh my god, he just tackles eleven. So I think we're rounding down to a decision here. So here on Super Bracket Bros, how we decide who moves on in this fight is each of us, me and Eli, are going to give an out of 10 on who we think would win in this fight. And if we agree, perfect, then the winner moves on. If we disagree, then whoever's more confident their fighter will move on. Uh, But Eli, if you want to start us off here. So I'm going to reference back to last season in a fight. Um, also a character from a horror franchise. Uh, we're going to talk about Iron Man versus Pennywise. <laughs> and I get a lot, of elu- uh, <laughs> a lot of echoes from that fight in this one. Namely, that Eleven... I don't want to call her, like, our tagline is no true hero is a one-trick pony, but she kind of does have a big trick. Mm-hmm. And depending on the character she's fighting, that trick will either win her or lose her these battles. If she was fighting human characters... 
you know, it's a much different conversation. That trick works, and so the odds are vastly in her favor. But facing off against a demigod who could probably withstand just physically being manipulated like that, like I, I don't know how, like, how strong Eleven is versus you know a character like Maui. I have to assume he's on the same level as like a superhero. You know, we see him just. Look at the look at that beefcake, like right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so I in this situation, I don't think the trick gets the advantage of Maui. I'm gonna go eight out of ten for Maui. I think two fights, I can see her just pull out all the stops and um, beating Maui. The other when I see what we talked about, him getting deflated somehow, <laughs> yeah, crawling on top. Yeah, I'm definitely inclined to agree with you. I think I'm going to go a little further. I think I'll go Maui 9 out of 10 times for all the reasons you said. And I think the the pure durability of Maui is extremely good. Like in this tournament, just uh, like not even just against 11 is going to be extremely difficult to overcome uh, just because like we... We, we don't really see him get overcome in Moana, you know, like he is very protective over his hook and, you know, is extremely overconfident and those can be certainly exploited at some point in this tournament, but I don't necessarily think 11, you know, she's not necessarily like a strategic mastermind or somebody that's going to be able to break down exactly what Maui's deal is, you know, like I, I don't think she has that in her despite how powerful she is. You know, I you look at another three seed, you know, you look at Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, just two regular humans at the end of the day, she would have stood a much better chance. We would have had a, a very interesting, uh, another interesting conversation surrounding that. So, but I think Maui, Demigod, probably, probably even like underseeded a little bit, could be a two seed in this tournament. Um, I, I think, uh, I think moves on here. Yeah, I think we just... Certain characters are just able to muscle their way through situations, and I think we have a pretty big case here. So I think as much as I'd love to see uh, 11 go further in the tournament, I think uh, I think Dwayne. <laughs> Got to give it to Dwayne. Got to give it to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, yeah, so Maui's going to be moving on. He's going to be facing the winner of next week's matchup, where we're going to be discussing the two versus seven seed. We're going to be talking Master Chief versus General Grievous. And don't worry, we'll be having a guest on for that episode. So uh, just please, please come back and still listen to us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but um, just to let you all know, if you want to catch where all your favorite fighters are in the bracket, make sure to follow Super Bracket Bros on Facebook. You'll see at the, the pinned post at the top of our homepage, you will find all the brackets and all the fighters. Um, and I'll be updating that as soon as the round of 32 is, is over. Um, and make sure to head to Instagram to follow us at Super Bracket Bros, where I am running weekly polls for all of these fights, and we'll be discussing the results of those polls uh, as we get into the Super 16 and and break down all those fighters. Um, but I think that about does, is, does it for us at Super Bracket Bros. Do you have anything else left for the people, Eli? <laughs> what can I say except... You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on Super Bracket Bros. On behalf of myself, Jay, for my co-host, Eli, remember, no true hero is a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs>